two, one, back to throw. Heinrich, they do get it off. He's rolling to his left, throws downfield. The ball's hanging in the air, deflected, knocked away, incomplete. Spartans win it 20-17. And disappointment for Nebraska. And this this one's going to sting, Damon, because... Kind of a self-inflicted loss in a lot of ways. A lot of it. I thought that that was an incomplete pass. Obviously, didn't have enough time to take a look at it. But you know, Nebraska's got to do a better job of, of seizing the moment when opportunity presents itself. Jessica, a quick thought from you on a disappointing afternoon here. Well, this team has been good about uh, moving on and closing the page. No matter what the outcome is, they'll have to do it again this week. You know, didn't feel the energy that you normally have felt from this team. And uh, maybe just, again, couldn't get it going. But got to close the chapter and move on. Oh, boy. 20-17, to the final. Michigan State wins it here today. And Nebraska's three-game winning streak is over. The Huskers are now 5-4 and four and will come home to face Maryland next week. We have a lot of postgame coming up. Our fifth quarter with uh, the press conference with head coach Matt Rural straight ahead. Mm. The pattern of East Lansing, Michigan, treating Nebraska rudely continues today as the Spartans enter this one with a six-game losing streak, beat Nebraska, knock off the Huskers 20-17, to and snap the Huskers' three-game winning streak. It's going to be a long flight home for the boys and Scarlet and Cream as a deflated locker room is being addressed right now by head coach Matt Rule. This is our fifth quarter show. Presented by Midwest Ford, our friends at Midwest Ford. Tell you to visit buyfordnow.com for all your truck, SUV, and electric vehicle needs. Damon, man, you kind of warned us all all day uh, that you had a a, a weird feeling about this one, and that that ended up coming to fruition for as poorly as Nebraska executed on offense, had a chance to go down and get three to to send this to OT, and unfortunately leaving here with an all-too-familiar feeling. Yeah, so the teachable moment now that I think Coach Rule has to talk about is you're feeling good about yourself. You're on a three-game win streak. You think you have bowl games in sights, and you lose focus at the task at hand. So right now, they have to learn how to handle expectations and and what comes with doing things that you're expected to do. That's that's the next phase in growing this this program and this process. Just came out here completely flat almost in every phase of the football game. Yeah, Michigan State it seemed, you know, were very confident in what they were doing offensively early. They took advantage of it. Uh, they they stalled out late in the game, but uh, get down get points when they need to with the touchdown pass and go ahead for good. Let's start addressing the elephant in the room, that being Nebraska's offense. And, you know, we've talked about the revolving door of personnel, but this is a couple of weeks in a row now that they have had the same bodies in the huddle. You talked a lot in the first half, and I thought rightfully so. Looks like Coach Satterfield had a really good plan today. He drew up some plays in which, uh, you know, on paper looked really good. Guys screaming open, but just the lack of execution today, I think, is going to be the disappointing thing, particularly when Heinrich Harburg goes back and breaks down the film. Yeah, so it's kind of a little bit of a catch-22, a dilemma, a conundrum, whatever you want to call it. But Nebraska, you you run the – so the discussion is – is this lack of execution, or are we not capable of doing what we want to do? I mean, we can kind of see the plays unfold. We know what's out there. There's simply 
Are they asking somebody to do something that he's not capable of doing? That's going to be the hard discussion that they're going to have this weekend into Monday as they get ready for Maryland. Well, I think it's a tricky situation to be in as a coach because you do have a young quarterback who's learning by the week, but at the same time, there's a level of expectation you have to meet to play that position at this level yeah. and get to where you're trying to go. So it, it looks like, you know, I can't – I'm trying to put, uh, you know uh, – something I can't see into words and, and make it visual. It just looks like he lacks confidence. He's very tentative now. I don't think it's injury-related. I just don't think he's confident delivering the football. It's something to keep an eye on and will be for the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about Michigan State's plan offensively early. They hit a couple of big passes on their first drive. They go down, they get points, and, you know, Credit to them. Nebraska comes down, takes takes the lead, and they they kept their foot on the gas pedal in the first half. Yeah, I think situationally they did a good job of kind of scouting Nebraska early. They didn't have a ton of opportunities, but they made the most of it. Nebraska had held the running game in check, and Michigan State hadn't thrown it a lot, but when they did, they made Nebraska pay. They got the double pass, and then inexplicably you allow an inside move, and you give up the early score. They ran the little bender, and... You know, 16 gets in the end zone for a touchdown for Michigan State. And so at that point, you felt like it was more about you than what Michigan State was doing. But they just simply couldn't overcome it by by taking the ball away. What's your level of intrigue uh, of hearing from head coach Matt Rule, who we will hear from here shortly at his postgame press conference, 2017 Michigan State beats Nebraska here today, about what the head coach's message is going to be? This is, I think, a little bit of a tricky situation as a head coach. Your team had just done a good job of building up confidence, something they have not had in a long time. And, you know, the all-too-familiar feeling of those that have played in this stadium before probably sinking back in a little bit. How do you be stern with your message without wrecking the confidence? Well, I don't – so he's pretty authentic. I think he's just going to put it out there. I, part of, I think, him growing this culture and, and what he wants this team to be about is, is, is being able to handle some tough love. And this is a team that's got to handle a little bit of tough love. And like I said earlier, I think the teachable moment in this, BMAC, is is handling expectations when people are saying good things about you. You you know that you haven't arrived. You kind of had to stay dialed in. And this one got away from Nebraska. You're finally on the road, away from the friendly confines. You've got to focus a little bit. You had to bring your own juice. It was a very subdued crowd. It was late arriving. I just think Nebraska is going to use this as, as an opportunity to talk clearly and honestly about being their own benchmark. Environments don't make people. People make the environments, and I think that's his message. How many weeks in a row have you and I sat here and talked turnovers? I mean, yeah. this is this is becoming uh, not even a theme. It's becoming a definition of Nebraska's season. And I, you know they're preaching it. Anybody that's spent any time in the football offices know they've got the signs taped up on the walls. It's something they talk about, address, um, you know, all, all the time. How do you how do you get over what's what's happening with the turnovers? Well, I think you you, you have to stay the course. They're, they're they're not going to get off kilter. They're going to do what they do in practice and continue to do so. Damon, you just kind of said it there before we uh, we took it took it to the press conference. Very matter of fact, very to the point. 
and learning it's a, it's important a teachable lessons moment, hard lessons. right? Like, <laughs> you just kind of had a feeling that this was what this was about. You had certain expectations. People were saying good things about you. And you need to always be constantly taking self-inventory. Can't take anything for granted. Yes, three-game win streak. Yes, six-game losing streak. But you still have to go play football. And I think being on the road, you have to pay that much more attention to detail. And this team was in uncharted waters, but they'll be better the next time around for it. Good work, my friend. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again next week. Appreciate it. Damon Bending here with us on our fifth quarter show. That'll wrap it up from East Lansing, but don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Matt Coatney will run through all the highlights and all of the scores of college football happening here on a Saturday. We'll hear from Matt Rule in our one-on-one chat and hear from players from the locker room before Big Red Reaction here on the broadcast. That'll wrap us up from East Lansing. Stay with us, though. Our fifth quarter show rolls on. This is Big Red Football. Welcome back. We're just outside the Huskers locker room, a disappointed Huskers locker room. You've said all week you thought this would be a really close game. What made the difference in your eyes? You know, we uh, gave up big plays on um, defense, which we normally don't do. We lost a turnover battle. Uh, didn't take any turnovers away. And um, uh, weren't able to get in the end zone enough. You know, weren't able to throw the football at the level that you need to to win these types of games. So uh, disappointed for the guys, you know. Um, you know, I thought we played hard. I thought we played physical, but it just really didn't feel like the standard that we've, we've established for ourselves. It did look like you had guys open, particularly in the first half on offense. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, they, they have a good D line. We, we came into the game knowing it. Um, I really have to watch the tape to kind of see everything that happened. You know, we'd, we'd like to, we'd like to be a little bit more balanced. You know, I think we had like 90 yards rushing, only like 30 or something yards passing. So there's a lot of work to be still be done for our team. Defensively, doing a lot of things, but you're not getting those takeaways, are you? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, if you don't take the ball away and you give up big plays, uh, the rest of the stats don't matter. You know, the big plays flip the field, and um, we, uh, we we need to be better than we were today. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports and Fairbury Hot Dogs. Fairbury, the premium quality hot dogs, deliver the home game experience to you, your family, and friends. Fairbury, the official hot dog of Husker Nation. A final thought from the coach coming up next. Lincoln Airport's the official airport of the Huskers. Book your tickets at goflylnk.com. Didn't have a penalty in this game. I mean, there's things in that stat sheet that you like, but again, the ultimate thing is that final score, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, we have certain standards we try to play to, the way we tackle. Um, uh, you know, like I said, taking care of the football, converting third downs, you know, n- none of it was probably at the level we want. So uh, this will be a good week to go get back to basics and make sure that, uh, you know, we we, uh, we make a step back up to where we want to be. You added a couple veteran guys. Nuri got the start today on the offensive line, and Marquise Buford, we saw him for the first time today. That's encouraging. Yeah, proud of Buford. You know, he's been waiting and waiting and waiting to play, got out there. So, uh, you know, as we come down the stretch, we'll hopefully have a chance for those guys to, 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 to make some plays. What will be the message for the team now when you get together tomorrow? Uh, you know, there's a lot of tape to watch first and sort of see what the exact issues are. As I, as I just told them just now, you know, you're a good football team. Um, but we're, we're learning that, like, when you're a good football team, you know, the other team the other team in November shows up to, to, to play. They don't take you lightly. You, you get their best, not their worst. You get their trick plays. You get those things. And so we uh, we entered this game. We, you know, we, uh, we talked about those things, but uh, it didn't look like I had them ready enough to handle those things. We'll see you back in Lincoln. All right, thank you. Comments of the head coach of the Huskers. Valentino's a slice of home. You just can't get anywhere else. What started with a treasured family recipe in Lincoln, Nebraska, has become a classic Italian tradition for 65 years. I'll have some final thoughts from the locker room next. Get more for what you grow with CVA for a limited time. Be entered to win a $10,000 bonus when you contract a minimum of 50000 
bushels of value-added grain at cvacoop.com. Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. A disappointed locker room. The Huskers come up short, have their three-game win streak snapped today by Michigan State as the Spartans win by a final of 20-17 to over the Cornhuskers. Nebraska will now come back home to take on the Maryland Terrapins next Saturday. It's an 11 o'clock kick. We'll be on the air with Husker game day at 7 o'clock. Well, we got a lot more from the locker room. Jessica has some player reaction. We'll get to that coming up next. Welcome into the locker room show. Jessica Cootie here with Emmett Johnson. Well, disappointing, but what can you say about the way this team fought all the way to the end? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, at the end, they're just fighting back as a team. Just shows the type of team we are. We've been through a lot, you know, and a lot, a lot of times we've been in this position, we haven't fought back like this. So uh, you can just see that our team's growing every week. What, what are the big learning moments that you could take away from this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, sticking to, you know, what we're good at, just keep pounding the rock, you know, keep doing good on offense, everybody doing their job, not complaining when things go bad, and just staying in it the whole game will help us down the line. You know, again, I know uh, you guys would have loved for a different outcome, but the, the trio, the running back trio, you guys all contributed at some point. How good is that that all three of you guys were able to, to be a part of this offense and b a big part of that? Yeah, I was definitely saying, you know, our running back, you know, it's good that we have multiple guys that can go in there and make some plays, you know, Fleeks and AG. You know, we had a package with them going in. So just shows, you know, how, you know, Coach EJ's pushing us every day uh, to go in there and do our jobs and compete. You know, when, when the offense isn't rolling how you want, what are some things that you feel like you could do to maybe get it, get it going a little bit more? It seems at times it was going and then it just wasn't, wasn't as consistent, I guess, all day. How, how can you fix that? Yeah, I just say just staying positive through everything, you know, picking everybody up. If somebody doesn't make a play, just tell them what's next, you know, just keep, you know, keep working as an offense. Eventually we're going to need everybody. So uh, you can't get down and you can't uh, get down to other people. You got to pick them up every time they do something bad. You always are always so complimentary of the offensive line. Um, Nuri coming back a week after, you know, his surgery again. Uh, what can you say about those guys up front and the way they continue to fight and work together? Yeah, you know, Nuri, you know, he's a competitor, so I knew he was going to be back quick, but that just shows how much he cares about the O-line and his team. And uh, all the O-line been doing a good job of fighting with each other and uh, going out there and just playing for the guys that, you know, can't be out there with them. You know, we talk every week about 1-0, whether it's a win or a loss. Uh, how important is this one to put it in the rearview mirror and move on to next week? Yeah, same thing I said last week, you know, just watch the film, learn from our mistakes, and just move on. Welcome back into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Hood here with Isaac Gifford. Well, I know disappointing, but what was the message there in that locker room? Um, you know, it was really just, it wasn't good enough in the first half, and I think we all know that. Um, I think it comes back to the preparation during the week. we got to figure out what we did wrong or different this week and uh, just go attack that for next week. You guys talk about a standard and it raising every week for this defense. Um, but the way you responded in the second half, how good was that? No, it was good, but we, we just we can't. We have to do that in the first half. We have to do that for a full 60 minutes. I mean, we've been talking about that all year. we got to put together a full game, and we didn't. The way that this team kept fighting, though, how proud are you of that? Yeah, of course. I'm always proud of the guys for fighting and uh, um, wish <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Marquis Buford, how great was it to get him back? Yeah, no, I, I love being able to look over and see him out there. Uh, that's a guy I trust with my life. Just the, the depth that you guys continue to build back there. How, how good is that, especially late in the season? Yeah, it, it's great, you know, being able to rotate guys and staying fresh and uh, keeping guys healthy. You know, as a leader of this football team, what, what's your message? What do you say to the guys as you, you know, still have a lot of football left to play, a lot to fight for? Um, you know, I, I, I put it on myself for allowing it. And during the week, it wasn't good enough. And um, I allowed it in the first half. And we, had, we just got to fix it this week. 
That mentality that that one and zero. I mean, how big is it? Even whether it's a win or a loss, but to close the chapter on this one and get to go back home and and maybe win another one in front of the home crowd. Yeah, no doubt. It's just back to the same mentality. One and zero. Go back to practice. Go to practice tomorrow. Fix everything and go to work. Isaac, appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome back into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie with Thomas Fedoni. Well, how how disappointing was this for this team? Sorry. How disappointing was this one? Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we work we work extremely hard every week to. You know, obviously, have a different outcome. Um, you know, each loss will teach you a different lesson. So, you know, we just have to go back, look at the, you know, look at the tape and see where we could have uh, gotten better. We know where, you know, just like, yeah, where we could have gotten better. What's the message to, you know, again for this team to put it in the rearview mirror and move on? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a process. You know, Coach Will says it all the time. You know, we just have to respond. You know, you know, it's that what's next mentality. Obviously, this damn game didn't go the way we wanted to. Um, but, you know, we have a great team, and we know we're a great team. We just got to continue to, you know, play and put all the pieces together and just, you know, obviously work towards the, out the different outcome. I know nobody wants to fix the issue more than you guys, but the turnovers again, I mean, how can you fix that moving forward? I mean, obviously, I mean, we do a, we do a ton of drills and all that stuff, but I really think just, like, turnovers and ball security really comes down just to, you know, not letting someone else take the ball from you. I don't think there's really any drill or anything they can simulate it in game situation so i think just you know playing playing the game we've played for you know 20 years 18 years and just not letting another man take you know what's yours at times though, it seems like again pretty balanced between the passing and, and running how good is that for this offense to, to be able to have different weapons and different different bodies that you can call on oh it's it's, it's great obviously because then they can't you know key on one specific person or key on one specific aspect of the game you know when you have a balanced set of you know running and passing like you said it's, it, it makes it harder for the, their defense to you know stop it we're not one dimensional you know we can do both and you know having young guys step up young receivers step up Malachi, Jalen, Jaden Doss you know all them guys you know going out there and making plays as a true freshman is awesome um, you know they've done a great job of stepping up and we just got to continue to you know get better as an offense. What do you see about the offensive line? You have still guys that are new to the starting role. Nuri comes back after having surgery. I mean, what can you just say about those guys up front? I mean, they're tough. I mean, everything starts with them, um, and they know it. They're, you know, they're like the heart and soul of, you know, obviously, you know, the offense, everything. Like I said, everything starts with the offensive line. Um, you know, Nuri had surgery a week and came back in a week. That just shows how tough he is. And Justin, um, he can play center, guard. I mean, shoot, you could probably even play tackle if we threw him out there. I'm not for sure, but he, he's so versatile. He's like a little Swiss knife. Um, you know, he's he just really good at what he does. And then just everyone stepping up again, you know, in that, in that position has done a great job. And we just got to continue to, you know, improve. Yeah, I know this one was disappointing, but you guys have put yourself in a position where you got a lot to play for in November. I mean, how much confidence, how much belief does that continue to give you, knowing that, hey, we can put this behind us, we still got a lot to play for? Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've had, you know, we've had a lot to play play for from game one obviously I mean uh, you know no game was any different than Minnesota um, you know it's just you know different I guess circumstances uh, as to when we played Minnesota versus today so I mean yeah I mean we just it's just kind of the one and all mentality you know we got to play next game win next week and then you know we, we look forward to the week after that appreciate your time thank you Welcome back into the Locker Room Show. Final segment here. Jessica Cootie here with Cam Linhart. Well, uh, I know disappointing, but uh, what was the message there in the locker room? Uh, you know, what Coach Rule and a lot of the guys said, um, you know, it's just a part of the learning process. You know, we got to, you know, lose to learn how to win. Um, so it's just like taking one, like learning from it, you know, learning from things, practicing and practice, um, and then putting ourselves in these situations so we could just get better. 
got back, uh, got another sack today. Um, how good did that one feel? No, it felt good. Um, you know, it felt good to be like, you know, back to my original self, um, just flying around. How much has that been a process for you? Just, you know, you were playing so well and then you get injured, a little setback. Do you feel like you're getting back to 100% now? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, like just every day, just constantly, you know, working at it, um, getting, trying to get back to 100%. So, like, you know, like we've just been pushing hard. Um, so, yeah, it definitely did feel great. Another day that lots of guys from the defensive line room make some big plays, James Williams included. Um, how much fun is it to be a part of that when you guys have so many different people that, that can make plays up there? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, we have, like, all great personalities, and, you know, we get to express that on the field the way we play. Um, so, like, we just love flying around and just being ourselves, and um, that's what separates us from everybody else. You know, Isaac Gifford was saying, hey, we, we can't wait to get started in the second half. I mean, you responded well in the second half, but, you know, how, how do you do that? How do you move forward from that and, and learn from that moving forward, uh, getting bet off to a better start? Uh, yeah, just definitely, like, you know, like, fixing what we did in the first half and just coming out hot. Um, you know, we prepared, like, you know, like, trying to win third quarter. Um, so we, were, we, we were, came out, like, wanting to fly Marquis Buford, what kind of lift does he, he give you guys back there in the defense? Say, yeah, I'm sorry. Marquis Buford getting him back, and what kind of lift does he give you guys? No, it was great having him back. You know, like, he's just an older guy. And uh, for me, like, you know, I'm a freshman, so, like, he's just an older guy. And just having him back and seeing the way he flies to the ball and, and does the, what he does, you know, is special. Um, and I just witnessed it, you know, and it's, it's like I, I learned a lot from it. One to know, I know that's the mentality, whether win or lose. Um, how important is that? And you still have so much left to play for. You get to go back home and uh, maybe win another one at home next week. How, how do you guys again, close the chapter and move forward from this one? You know, like once we watch the tape, it's on to the next. Um, you know, we close this, this chapter and then, you know, we start preparing for Maryland. Uh, and that's the biggest test. So, like, that's what we believe one to know. You know, we don't look far down the road and things like that. We just look at Maryland right now. So we're just focused on, you know, getting prepared, um, respecting our opponent. Coaches talked a lot about the turnovers, whether that be offense or defense. Defensively, how do you guys uh, force more turnovers and, and get the ball back to the offense? Yeah, most definitely. You know, practice it. Practice, practice, practice. That's the main thing. Uh, practice getting the ball out. You know, sacks coming around, knocking the ball out the quarterback's hand, uh, stripping the ball. This is just all part of practice. You know, we just got to up it up. Camlin Hart, appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, how did it feel to be back out here today? Um, it was... I can't even put it into words. Um, I've been waiting for so long just to get back on the field with my guys. And, you know, despite the loss, never want to lose. Um, I couldn't ask for a better feeling than I had today, you know, just being able to take the field with those guys and, you know, try to hop in where I fit in into what they've been doing so successful these past few weeks, months. So. You had a smile on your face the whole time. Just how appreciative were you just to be back out and, and have the game back? Um, I was I, – I can't put it into words, honestly. Um, I feel like when you're gone for so long and you finally get to come back to something, it just gives you that, more, that much more appreciation for something. And um, a lot of times people take stuff for granted. And – these 11 months I've been working to come back. Um, that's all I've been. That's all I've been feeling. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Even through the worst moments, you know it could always be worse. So. Yeah, I love that. Love that perspective. A lot of people. It might take them a while to get back out there into game action, but boy, they threw you right to the fire. How were you prepared? How were you able to be prepared to 
get right back out there as soon as you had the pads back on? Um, honestly, I've been practicing the past few weeks, so we practice at a very high intensity. Um, I would like to say our practices are harder than the games are. So, you know, jumping out there for that game, it wasn't anything different than our Tuesday morning practice or our Wednesday night practice, the stuff that our coaches put us through. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely tries to help us um, get prepared to play the hardest game that we would possibly have to play. So, you first came back and you were elected as a team captain. What did that mean to you? Oh, that meant the world to me. Um, just knowing that not only the guys on this team, but the coaches have my back and they they're rooting for me. So that was that was special for me. That was definitely an honor. What can you say about the, the way this team just fought? You know, they didn't give up. You guys could have easily mailed it in, but the way that you guys kept fighting and the defense, defense kept doing their job. Um, we're always going to fight. I would say that um, the guys on this team, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play with anybody else in the country. So if I don't know anything for certain about any given day, I know that nobody in our locker room is going to go down without a fight. And how do you guys move on from this one, close the chapter, and, and go 1-0 next week? You know, that's been the mentality, whether you win or lose. How big is that this week? Um, we evaluate it, see, see the mistakes we've made, um, and we grow from it. There's no, there's no dwelling on it or being sad because we have a game coming right back up next Saturday, and the week flies by. So, How does it feel, too, just knowing, you know, again, you have to move on because you still got a lot to play for, a lot of big games left on the schedule? Um, I'm excited. I know the rest of our guys are, guys are excited. Uh, I think everybody is just ready to go and get to next week so we can get this out of our mind fast and prove what we really are. Appreciate your time. Great to have you back out there. Thank you.